Back in the 70s, board games and improv theater had a baby, and it was called the role-playing game. These games allowed a generation of kids to live out their dreams of slaying dragons and saving kingdoms, all while sitting in their bedrooms and basements. Today, gaming has moved into the cultural mainstream, and role-playing games are back with a vengeance. Join us now as five of these former kids come out of the basement and onto the internet to experience adventure, mystery, and obscure pop culture references. It's time for Roll for Combat. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat. I'm your GM and host, Steven Glicker, and in this week's episode, we got a lot going on. We're starting a brand new book. We have a brand new contest where you can go to PaizoCon for free, and we have a brand new segment where me and other expert GMs will take your questions and answer them. So let's get down to brass tacks, shall we? So for those of you who are brand new to Roll for Combat, welcome. Let me give you a little intro of what's going on here. We are an actual play podcast where we play, well, Starfinder. We will also play Pathfinder and other Paizo products on occasion. But right now we're going through the Dead Sons campaign. And for those of you worried about, oh, do I have to listen to episodes 1 through 69 to catch up? The answer is no, not really. This is a perfect opportunity for you to jump right in because we are starting book 4 of Dead Sons. All of our characters just leveled up to level 7. And this is the perfect opportunity to jump into the campaign. You really don't have to listen to everything else. I'm going to tell you what happened in 30 seconds, and you're going to be all caught up. So here's the story so far. Four PCs, one robot. They accidentally found what appears to be part of a super weapon that could, you know, destroy the galaxy. They've been running around trying to find out more information on this super weapon. At the same time, this cult of the devourer, whose entire purpose is to do nothing but, well, kill everyone, is also following the PCs and has suddenly become one step ahead of them and is about to find this super weapon. In addition, there is another group called the Corpse Fleet, who is a breakoff of the Eox Empire. The undead are now good guys in this world. Well, these are the bad undead, and they want to get the weapon for themselves to rule the galaxy. Right now, the PCs are behind both of these groups. The cultists want to get the weapon to blow everyone up, and the corpse fleet wants to get the weapon to control the galaxy. The PCs are racing to an unknown location deep, deep in the universe to try to find out what the history of this weapon is and to try to catch up on those other two groups. That is the story so far. Ta-da! You don't have to listen to everything else if you don't want to. If you want to, feel free. But for now, all you need to know is these guys just turned level 7. They're about to go to some unknown portion of the galaxy to try to find out some history of this weapon and to try to catch up on both the cultists and perhaps the corpse fleet that are way ahead of them. There you go. You're all caught up. As for how we play, well, a little bit of history of us. We have been playing all together. We have over 130 years of role-playing experience, if you combine it. I myself have been GMing for 42 years, almost weekly, every week for 42 years. I've been doing this a long, long time. 
We mostly play as a group together adventure paths. We have played things like Age of Worms, The Carrying Crown, Kingmaker, Iron Gods, a whole bunch of them. We played about perhaps a quarter of the adventure paths for Pathfinder. So when Starfinder was announced, we of course jumped right onto this adventure path and decided, let's go with this. This looks like a lot of fun. As for how we play, we're very old school in the sense that we've been playing together for so long. We know each other very well. We make a lot of jokes. It sounds like the most common thing you hear is it sounds like you're actually at a regular table when you listen to us play. The other thing is we know a lot of the developers and we get the Paizo guys on our show all the time. So very often we will get the actual author of the module to come on our show talk about the module, and then actually play an NPC for a session or two. We've done that for pretty much every book, and we're actually very good friends with Jason Keeley, so I guarantee he's going to get on the show soon, because he wrote this book, and it's actually great. This is one of my favorite adventures of all of them, so I'm really looking forward to running this one, and then, of course, getting Jason on the show. In addition to the show, we have a very, very active Discord, which you can go to at discord.rollforcombat.com. Just type that into your web browser. You go right there. You can check out our really nice people at our Discord. And more importantly, we play Starfinder as well as Pathfinder for society play on our Discord. We have about 45 games going on right now. And also, they just announced, starting February 1st, 2019, there's all these new rules for playing online on Discord and play-by-post. You're going to get new boons specifically for just playing online. So if you start a game after February 1st, 2019, there's a whole new set of rules and all this new stuff you can get. You can only get it by playing online. So if you're interested in playing online, meeting some new people, perhaps playing an adventure you don't normally get to play with your friends... Do check us out. Just go to discord.rollforcombat.com. When you get there, just say hi. Everyone is super friendly. A lot of people come on. They don't know what they're doing. They've never played online before, or they've only played post. They haven't played on Discord. The difference between playing on post versus playing on Discord, Discord's just a lot faster. It also allows you to put graphics on. It allows you to use different color text, things like that. But we run everything here. In addition to all of that craziness, we also have a regular segment that I have at the end of every show where I answer PC and GM questions or I talk about GM PC tips. I actually, after 70 episodes, decided to change it up a little. I decided that I'm going to have guests come on with me and we'll answer any questions you have on any subject whatsoever. My very first guest is Param from No Direction. If you guys listen to No Direction podcast, you know who he is. Param and I are very good friends. I called him up and I said, hey man, you want to just join me and answer some questions? He's like, sure. So this week we're going to kick it off and it's just me and Param and we're just going to answer like a question or two every week and go into detail. And if you want to continue to ask us questions, feel free. Just go to discord.rollforcombat.com. Do you sense a theme here? If you go there and ask me or Param questions, we will answer them in future episodes. Pretty much anything in this game, it doesn't have to be Starfinder. It can be any role-playing game, anything whatsoever. This is the whole gamut of role-playing game. Anything is game. And then finally, probably the main reason most people are here is you want to know about the PaizoCon contest. So this is how it works. You listen to the show every week for the next couple of weeks. It's going to be at least probably the next six episodes or so. After that time you will get a form to fill out. On that form, all you need to do is fill out your information. You need to give us your Discord name because you have to join the Discord in order to enter. 
And then there will be one question from every single episode. On the form, you have to fill out the questions. After that's all said and done, well, you submit the form. After about a week or so, after we get a whole bunch of entries, I will go through the forms, randomly select one, make sure all your answers are correct, make sure everything you fill out is correct, and that's it. You win. Ta-da! And what do you win? You win a free trip to PaizoCon, you win a free hotel room, you win a ticket to PaizoCon, of course, and you win a ticket to the banquet. You also get to meet the role for combat guys. No Direction's going to be there, too. Obviously, they're going to be announcing and playtesting Pathfinder 2 there, and probably a whole bunch of other things. This is going to be a very good PaizoCon to go to. Of all the PaizoCons, this is probably one of the best ones. So a lot of people asked me last year, we only did it for the continental U.S., for the 48 states. And a lot of people wanted to know, well, can I do this anywhere in the world? And I thought about it, and the answer is yes, with reservations. Anyone in the world can enter this year. However, the way the airfare is going to work is because it can get crazy expensive if you're coming from somewhere like Australia or South Africa or somewhere really, really far away, that instead of us just paying for the airfare outright, we will give a stipend of a certain amount of money to put towards your airfare. You will have to pay for the rest of the airfare, but we will give a large portion of the stipend for you to actually come here. We will co also completely pay for your hotel, for your ticket, and for everything else. So... Depending on where you are, if it's Canada, the stipend might cover your entire airfare. But if you're coming somewhere where, I don't know, Japan, where it might be $2,000 round trip, we won't be able to cover the full amount, but we should be able to cover a fair amount of it. So if you live anywhere in the world, ta-da, you can now enter. Because that was a big request from last year, is that it was only the continental U.S. Now anyone from anywhere can enter. Again, there's just going to be some small reservations on how much we could put towards the airfare. So I'm just being upfront. But feel free to enter because it's still going to be cheaper than you coming here on your own. So when are we going to ask this question? At the end of every episode. So you're going to have to listen to the episode. You'll listen to the question, take notes, and just keep doing that every week. And I said before, in about six-ish weeks or so, when the contest ends, we will put up the form, you enter, and then sometime in April, we'll announce all the winners, and then you'll come in May. And oh yeah, by the way, the show comes out every Tuesday, so do subscribe to us on iTunes or Android, and make sure you listen to the show. And also, if you want, every single Thursday, Jason writes an amazing column called Talking Combat, which you can see on RollForCombat.com, where he goes through what happens in every single episode. He's never missed one, so you can read all 69 plus of those that are currently on the site right now. He also talks about other fun topics like role-playing topics and pop culture, things like that. And then absolutely finally, if you like what you see and you like us here at Roll for Combat, contact us. I have people helping out in the Discord. We have moderators. We have people helping out running the games. If you want to get involved with the community, I'm always looking for good people. Trust me, I give you guys free t-shirts. We often meet at PaizoCon. We meet at Gen Con. It's a really, really nice group of people. So feel free to join us. Hit me up if you want to help out. I'm always looking for good people. We're very friendly over here. I always respond. I'm always on. I talk to everybody. So again, just go to the Discord and you'll see me there. Okay, long intro this week. But with that, let's get right to the show. So 
last we left off. If memory serves me correctly, you guys got up to level seven. You figured out that you needed to go to the Najor system. And you are far behind, most likely, the corpse fleet and the cultists. And on top of that, you realize that this is a one-way trip. Well, okay, maybe not a one-way trip, but it's going to be a trip that is going to take a while. So it's going to be almost a month just to get there, and you're already so far behind. So you guys really need to make sure you upgraded your ship and you got all the gear that you needed. And we spent way, way too much time going through all your gear and making sure it was all nice and pretty. And now, here we are. You guys are ready to leave your home base, go into your brand new Tier 6 super shiny ship, and blast off to the Nature system, never to be heard from again. Does that sound right? I plan on making it back to Absalom Station, a wealthy man. Chris Beamer is playing the Lushunta operative, Hiroji. Never to be heard from again. Got it. <laughs> I have lots of gambling to do. So yeah. after I make my fortune, I'll be changing my name, creating a new identity before I return. Got it. Bob Marquis is playing the human envoy, Rusty Carter. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Uh, the registry only says one person. I, I don't know. Are these other people you say that were on the ship with me? Never heard of them. Rusty might be immortal at this point. Hmm. Might? Hmm. Well, uh, I'm confused by your use of the word might. Tuttle has the ring of sustenance, so I put my money on him. John Stats is playing the Vesk soldier, Mo Dupinski. I don't eat food anymore. I mean, oh, no, I love food. I think it's great. I don't need blood. No, I don't need blood. No, get that away from me. Tuttle is secretly trying to figure out how to transfer his consciousness into cheddar. That'd be awesome. I don't know if he's being all that secretive about it. I think he'd probably do it out in the open. These guys just wouldn't understand it. This is the real problem. Jason McDonald is playing the Isoki mechanic Tuttle Blacktail and his drone, Cheddar. One day, Cheddar's going to be in charge, and then Tuttle's just going to be standing around like like a dope, and you're realizing it happened. It was like it's like Freaky Friday. You know, they switch bodies, one of those. Yeah, of course. I parent mean, trap. I think there were like 50. Now the parent trap, they didn't switch bodies. Are you guys ready? Are you ready to take off into the blue yonder? Born ready. Born ready. I go this way. I get, it, I get in the ship, and I hit go. Uh, I do that because I'm the pilot. <laughs> right. I go into the ship and I order uh, Hiroji to hit go. And here we are in your ship. You guys take your stations. Who's taking which station? I forget. Who's in charge? Um, in times of peace, I usually end up on science officer. Yeah, that's true. It's this is a uh, this is a peaceful time, so you don't need Mo uh, awake. I am piloting the ship. Uh, I'll be in my ready room, captain's chambers. I tell you, this whole captain's thing is caused issues. They're going to have to address it. So, with that, you need to go into the Astro Gate and put in the coordinates, pilot. The navigation to this Nadjor system is is actually very, very tricky. It's a, it's at least two hundred jumps. So, oh I need a piloting check from you to figure out if you know what you're doing. Uh oh, captain of the bridge. Captain to the bridge. <laughs> Yellow alert. Yes, okay. I come to the bridge and I say, what? Give me the status. 
Uh, Captain, we need to sound general quarters. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna need assistance on navigating. Well, I have a piloting of eight. What is yours? Oh, it's got to be higher, right? I'm not so sure. He's captain and pilot. Double threat, Rusty. Mo is seven, so oh uh, yeah, mine's seventeen. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. All right. All right. So you're, right. you're you're good for something. Good for something. Uh, but we need more, maybe. Who else? I think there's other. Uh, some, Mo can uh, assist. Mo is going some, to assist. Right. Some wannabe I'm plus, pilot. I'm plus eleven on pilot. Oh, good. 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 So I, w- I would advise the left turn at Albuquerque. Excellent. Uh, noted. Mo's assisting. What's your rank? Uh, oh, rolls a 20, uh, 13 for 20. He assists. And you other guys, well, actually, Rusty assist. has to roll. Yep, rolling. Hold on. Um, if, if Tuttle has an 11, he doesn't have to roll. He had a 10, so he actually yeah, he didn't need to roll. Oh. Uh, I rolled a natural 20 for my uh, piloting of 27, which should be a 28. And then I'm actually not sure why it's only a 28. I'm looking at my sheet and it's saying I have a miscellaneous modifier of minus 5. Mm. Yeah, well, I'll because figure that out. I believe you are overburdened on your sheet. Ah, um, that would be it. So actually, ordinarily, to... I would have about a 13, which is still below uh, Hiroji's considerably higher pilot. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, Take a look at your sheet. Let me know if your skills are correct. If not, I'll adjust them. Like what? What would the piloting is that a strength? That's not strength based. Well, regardless, I have assisted you with a natural 20. So we can go it's with a that. dexterity based. Oh, yeah, maybe. Let's see. Could be. You're right. I am encumbered. Hold on. I'll deal with that. Yeah, that's why I got rid of all that crap, because I'm trying to not be encumbered. Oh, I have, for one thing, I have the old armor that I'm no longer wearing. Let me delete that. There you go. Um, all right, so we have three assists. And in fact, Mo is very helpful is that he takes out the star chart, realizing he's been using it as a tablecloth, wipes off all the crumbs and debris, and that is his contribution to helping out. Well, hey. Every uh, wiping away of crumbs is a contribution. Is a contribution. So, Merry Christmas. We actually thought the crumbs were other stars, but no. All right, so I will make a roll, and this roll is plus six. This roll. That's correct. Oh, All right, so thirty-six. 30. Thirteen for a thirty. Thirty-six. Thirty-six all day. All day, half the night. You managed to not only figure it out, but you. You guys all come to the same conclusion and say, yeah, you know, this looks like the most efficient way. Instead of 200 jumps, we can do it at 195. Oh, nice. 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 Excellent. How many How many parsecs is that? Wow. And on top of that, going to get there, it's going to be only 12 days. It could take up to a month, but you guys are so good at piloting that you don't know how to get there. Yeah, Hiroji is a crackerjack pilot. Yeah. He's no he's now known in the packed world. Wow, those were D sixes you rolled. I thought those were D fours you th- that you no. rolled. Well, oh, no, I rolled pretty really good. low. Yeah. And you guys did very well. Um yeah, no, you guys did very well. You guys figure out where it is. All you need to do is engage. Engage. Is the word given? Captain. Make it so, make it so, make it so. Warp speed. The world is given. Warp speed. Engaged. Yes. Uh, engage. engage. You... I'm the only one on the bridge, by the way, but everyone else can yell at me from there. Well, yeah, that's true. Mo helped, and then he <laughs> left the bridge. Roji sits into the captain's chair. He pretends he's like a big boy. He's like making all the motions. Uh, yeah. Excuse me. Pretend? I'm the acting XO. 
you temporarily have the cotton because no one else is in the room. But don't don't <laughs> don't get too big for your britches here, boy. Uh, he's like he's doing his fake commands. He's like Mo cannons and everyone rusty. He's like pretending it's like that. Uh, it's damage like the, control. Uh, it's like the Black Mirror episode where you know he's like saying nasty things and pretending Rusty's just like his slave and he's like putting his feet on top of them. All that fun stuff. He's he's wearing costumes. You know, damn the torpedoes. <laughs> Full speed ahead. Mo is going to. Uh, he's going to tell. He's going to be talking into the the com, possibly to a com that's been turned off by his uh, his uh, crew crewmates. That uh, he's going to be telling stories, his old war story stories in the Vesk army of of the longer jumps that they had to make. <laughs> really? Yeah. He's going on and talking about the insanity and like everything. Says if you think this was long, let me tell you when we had to. And he's just going to try to one up everybody, anything anybody says. He's going to, well, you think this is a long jump? You think we're saving time now? Oh, wait, you should hear this story. And where he's he's going to tell, you know. His old uh, war stories. Anyone else want to do anything on the long journey? Uh, just polishing my bullets, um, sharpening my bayonet. Tuttle, are you researching anything? I thought you were going to get I'm this research. I'm trying to remember if we had a lab or something. I thought you were going to do something. I can't remember. It's like on the tip of my brain. I can't. Uh, yeah, did we have like a data pad or something that we were still supposed to be? We were talking about like a super high level computer. We decided not to, but. And you just maybe it was a med bay or something that we got. You no, know, you so guys long. got um. I gotta find your ship. No, we <laughs> got a someone lab. wrote it down. Oh, science lab. We got a general lab, right? A general lab. Yeah, we got the general one that does plus one on either roll instead of like plus two on life or physical, but not both. You know what you do? You're just doing data entry. That's what you're doing. There we go. I found the ship. Citations. Got to do citations. Science lab general. Yeah, citations. He's double checking. He's like doing all the footnotes, some of his uh, latest. Yeah, on one of his papers. Yes. You know, I'm I'm uh, a bit of a scientist myself. You know, we didn't know that. <laughs> you, did, you did not know that. Right? <laughs> not at all. No one had a clue. Uh, no inkling did, did whatsoever. You to, did you go to a university? That I mean, when we were there, I mean, I know that I'm currently in, I'm, later. I'm, I mean, I'm currently in university. Online, you know, yeah, you know but... University of Life does not count. Yeah, School of School Heart Knocks, of... right? Yeah, we all graduated from that, right? Mo did, that's for sure. Tuttle, not so much. He's not a hard knocks kind of guy. So as you guys are traveling through the drift, even for Mo, this area is strange with bleakness of the transitory plane instead of the inky blackness dotted with stars. This portion of the drift is a mass of pink and purple energy that seems to both envelop the ship and be incredibly far away at the same time, making it difficult to gauge speed and time. In fact, people give me perception checks as you stare off into the bleakness of space. Okay. Mo gives me a 15. Hiroji, 35. Toddle, 29. Holy moly. Rusty 16. Eh. Let's see. Natural 20. Hiroji and Tuttle catch glimpses of chunks of other planes. The drift is gobbled up as they pass by. Hiroji sees a titanic but empty basalt throne carved with images 
of cavorting devils. Tuttle sees a single metal gear the size of a city. Moe sees a vast bridge that seems to have an ancient abandoned city built along its span long ago. Everything you see appears to be both mysterious, wonderful, and horrific all at the same time, as these were elements torn from some other poor civilization as you continuously use the drift. Nice. I think I just saw hell. Looks like I clicked the, picked the wrong week to quit taking amphetamines. <laughs> um, hmm. I just saw the throne room of Osmodeus himself. Oh my god. As you continue to go through, about halfway through the trip, you manage to pass through several humongous dark clouds that occasionally flash with eternal light. These clouds appear to be enveloping the ship and appear to be going on for an infinite amount of space. Tuttle feels he might know what this is if he does a computer's check. Is this like the V'ger scene in Star Trek, the motion picture? You see V'ger. Eight minutes of clouds. <laughs> exactly. It actually is the V'ger scene. The 40-minute long V'ger scene? It's a combination of the V'ger scene and the Star Trek II um, space battle at the end. 36, 19. Good thing. You guys are wasting all your good rolls now. I'm very happy. Yeah, he knows that this is portions of the plane of air that was absorbed by the drift. Basically, Thunderheads held together by the plane's residual energy. In addition, as you're observing and making your scientific readings, suddenly a ship emerges from the clouds, and it is right on top of you. Nice. Uh, Salvage. Salvage. That's Wait a minute, with awesome. all this build-up talking about the ship, you're saying we might have a ship combat? Um, no, it's a salvage operation. That okay. is what the ship looks like. That I come to the bridge. Emerging. Give me your report, sir. I, I don't see... Where, where do you post it? In the... Oh, in general. 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 Doesn't look so bad. That looks like a good guy ship. That's a nice ship. I say we be nice to them. Actually, it's got some very clean lines. I think it's good. If someone wishes to do a culture engineering check... You might actually recognize the construction. In addition, yep. you hear a message coming through comms. Do you wish I to can do a culture military check? You yes. can. No can do that. Total twenty-seven doesn't quite do it. Oh, um, hmm. uh, engineering or culture? Culture, I'll do. All right, I'm gonna do. See, hmm. no, if twenty-seven isn't gonna do it, I can't do it. Never mind. Yeah, I, well, I did roll. I rolled a raw nine, so I didn't exactly yeah. get my. Best uh, I am going to assist somebody else's culture. Who who has that? I I should have assisted. My culture is only plus six. I have plus five and the plus one modifier, so I can't. Okay, I will assist Hiroji's engineering. Can you assist my engineering? Because that's my better yes. one. Yes, yes, I can. All right, did you did you succeed on the assist? One moment. In addition, you hear a message coming through. Yes, I Ooh, did. Rusty, Ooh, Rusty, 24. Right. And, here is, and here's my roll. Ugh, 27. 27 again. Not quite. Looks mm. familiar, but you're not quite. However, the message coming through, do you listen to it? Of course. The message is... patch it through. You patch it through. It is... It's obviously in a language none of you know. But wait. Are you sure about that? Mo speaks common. 
Oh, in that case, you definitely don't know it. <laughs> After you hear that message, and there's a small silence, you then hear a message in common. The message says, Attention, Pack World's Vessel. This is the Islanti Star Empire Vessel Fearful Symmetry. Surrender immediately, and you will not be harmed. You will have the immense pleasure of becoming another small part of the Empire's vast populace. Refuse, and we will be forced to turn you into space dust. This message will not repeat. Oh, no, no. Is Lanti, wait, are they still around? It doesn't, it doesn't matter who they are. Uh, yeah, uh, Moe's not going to. Yeah, we would, I'm not brought up to surrender. I mean, that's not. Well, you're, but you're under, you're under orders, though. Gotta, yeah, you well, follow I'm a Vesk. Uh-huh. You got to follow. Rusty, what are, what are the orders, Rusty? Well, never give up, never surrender, obviously, is the uh, the order of the day. Uh, but first things first, I want to know more about these people. Do none of you know anything about them? Um, Can we well, make a culture check? I might know something. My I culture can check. I can assist a military check. Now you know who they are. I'll let you do. You could do checks. You could just just, right, just pure culture. Let's all do separate culture checks rather than pile it up. How's that? Well, I think we so need. To... I can only do a plus. I got a nineteen. I mean, I've heard of Lanty. Twenty-one for the win. Damn it! Don got a seventy-three. There we go. Sean, whoa! Hey, that's a uh, pretty impressive. I like your. I like the cut of your jib. It's very culture. All cultured. right, I rolled for a nineteen, 19 plus six. Okay. Military yeah, plus culture. Six was added in, actually. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, it's military culture. I don't know. Yep, twenty-one. So don't worry, guys. I'm going to let you know everything about them. I'm on the scene. Uh, Mo, telepathically, I, I think I tell Mo charge weapons. Oh, charging. Get, let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> Hopefully, no one else knows. You know very little about the Islanti Star Empire. You know this. You know that they are massive. You know that anyone who goes into the Star Empire's domain is never, ever heard from again. You know that all the pack worlds and all intelligent species do everything in their power to stay away from the Islanti Empire. You do know that they are humans. Well, yes. In appearance but vastly superior humans. They are like Noonian Sun humans. They yeah, are well, that's... Hands. Well, then obviously I should talk with them because I am also that way. A superior human. They're like the... What do they call them in Lord of the Rings? They call them the Duatar or Duatar. The Dunedon, but that's right. Right. Uh, yeah, that's like the say, saying the smartest rabbit. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, How dare you? The Vesk uh, end with the word empire, too. And, and a lot, more, a <laughs> no, lot but... more people have heard of this empire than your mm, so-called Aslanti. Mm, I've heard empire. of the Aslanti. Uh, They're pretty dangerous. What, um, what level is their ship? That's all we need to know. After doing your quick check, you manage to type into the VivaFeeds, and you find out that, yeah, this is a ship that appears to be an average Aslanti star empire. You know that they're an expansionist federation of worlds of, under the command of humans who left Galeron millennia ago. You do know that they are very strong, very fearful, and they are not to be trifled with and will probably kill you. Yeah, they're not fun guys. By the way, their ship, 
their engines and thrusters are burning white hot as it is approaching you. What do you do? Uh, I hail them and I send them a message. It's time for diplomacy. Do, do we know what level their ship is? Um, it is comparable to yours at least. Uh, I, I'm in favor of combat. I open comms and I send them a message. What is the message? Message is, this is Captain Rusty Carter, a human from Epsilon Station, greeting our esteemed and wonderful cousins from space. The Aslanti Empire and humans share a distant past that we have always gloried in, and it is a pleasure to see you and converse with you as one branch of humanity to another. You should tell them about the Star Killer that we're after. I can roll my diplomacy if you'd like. Sure, do whatever you wish. That's actually very nice. Yeah, tell them we're after that Star Killer thing. I choose to re-roll that. 21. 33. 33. You hear in common, and you can hear the disdain dripping from their voice. Well met, inferior human being. Although you are nothing but insects compared to our vast glory, you can still be added to our distinctiveness. Prepare to be boarded. Mm, Boarding, I'm not talking to him. I'm talking to the rest of them. I'm not so into this boarding thing. What do you all think? Mo is, re- pre- Mo is prepared. He's prepared. Let's for their- fight! How dare they? I like a challenge. Uh, is it possible we might be able to outrun them? Oh, no. Yeah, can we start scanning them and stuff? Well, Scanner. that's a question for Dr. Tuttle. You are both in the vast. Sorry, you're both in the drift. You guys are kind of going the same speed. Sort of like, you know how they do it in Star Trek when two ships are like, <laughs> like chasing each other at warp? It's kind of what's happening here. So the answer is no. Well, actually, no. The answer is maybe. That might be the wrong answer, though. You can either shoot at each other. The other answer that Tuttle will know is that you guys can drop out of drift and try to lose them, but you don't know where you're going to end up. So we can't just keep going in the direction we're going. Stay in the drift and go fast that way. No, you can, but they're going to be with you. And then it's a question of yes, you can try to outrun them depending on what your speed is. Right now, they seem to be matching your speed. If anything, they're they're gaining on you. That's the piece of information I've been asking for. Okay, they are right, gaining can, on can, us. Can we can we fight in the drift? Yes, you may. And does it work the same way? I guess yes, it's right. exactly the same. Sort of. I, I say we fight in the drift. Let's turn and fight. And if we need to, we'll one way we Drop can possibly out. escape is dropping out later. Can we do that in the middle of combat, Steve? I will say yes. If worse comes to worse, yeah, you can. But it's. I'll show you what it's all Paizo if that's a real answer. <laughs> well, it is, but I'm gonna show you what you have. So here's the here's what you can see. I'm showing you the battlefield. Those things that are green, those are clouds of electricity that are flashing just like V'ger. <laughs> just exactly like that. Remember those like clouds and stuff and Star Trek II, same thing. That's what you see. Uh do we know those to be dangerous to fly into? You can give me a engineering check. I will assist. 26. 22. More than enough. You guys know. Yeah, those those are... Um, because you knew that this is from the plane of air, those clouds will definitely help in masking your you know, signature and weapons and torpedoes will have a very hard time trying to hit you while they're in them. However... Some quick piloting is going to be need to be made so that you could avoid all the lightning strikes going on in those clouds. Okay, so it's like the Badlands. All right, is that what the Badlands are like in um, 
Yes, no, I'm thinking in Wyoming. Star Trek Voyager. In Wyoming, oh, yeah. torpedoes have trouble hitting you, but you do have to dodge the lightning. Voyager, hello. Star Trek, you should do Yes, that. I know where the Badlands are. By the way, quick thing on Star Trek. Did you know who produced the original Star Trek? Who gave them the money to make the first season of the pilot? I actually know this one. I do not know this. Um, was it not Lucille Ball? That is correct. Ding, ding, ding. Oh. Jason gets a dollar. Uh, I think I actually had heard that before, but I would have never brought it to mind. Desi Lu Productions, right? That is correct. And then later, after the first season, sold it to Paramount. Well, that was a poor financial decision, but actually I hope they sold it at a profit because it was nice they put it up the money in the beginning with. That's exactly right. In fact, he went to, I think, like 50 different people and no one wanted a wagon train in space. But Lucille Ball saw it and uh, she's like, oh, you know, I, I like that idea. Who knew that she was a science fiction nerd? Well, I don't know about science fiction. She was, well, she actually totally understood the entertainment she business more very, than many other people. Very savvy. <laughs> yeah, she was very smart. Anyhow, with that, the ship appears to be firing on you. So who is doing what? Call to stations. Roll for combat. Well, Mo's on guns, of course. I am on pilot duty. Uh, if we can do more than one gun, I will be on the other gun. So we were doing guns wrong all along. This is what I found out. Okay. That... You don't get to fire your guns twice if you do the extra action where it's minus four. You can fire two separate guns yourself. So one person wants to fire, say, the forward cannons and the turrets. They can. So you can't increase the rate of fire, but you can fire two guns. So if you have two people, in theory, they can fire four guns if they really wanted to, if you have four guns. So we were doing that slightly wrong. I forget what guns we have. Yes. How many guns can we fire at this? (laughs) I know. Well, as you can see, I put your ship up because it's been a little while. You have a forward light particle beam. You have the flak thrower. You have a, in the aft, you have the port gyro laser, starboard gyro laser. The turret was the light particle beam. So that is all the fun stuff you guys have. If memory serves, this means from almost any situation, though, we can only fire one of those guns and the turret. Is that right? Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much okay. either. But two people can fire normal, or one person can fire two of those at a minus four. For yeah. Each. Or if we were attacked by, like, more than one ship. What's... <sighs> yeah, but right now it's only one. Okay. What that tells me to start with is I would man a second gun so we don't get the minus four. But if we need additional piloting or engineering advantage i will take over as captain and quote-unquote encourage that person right i I like that idea second gun yeah yeah we need need all the guns we can get well Well, let's see this is something paizo may want to look at at some point but honestly the captain advantage is mathematically usually not as useful than manning another station i mean it's that plus two is not the same as reducing a minus four so it's it's not quite as good in a lot of these circumstances. Now, with larger parties that have more people to do roles, that would obviously be a different situation. Now, I don't know what guns you're going to be on because Mo can fa- pretty much like the port and starboard guns we can't use, depending. Well, it depends what you're. Well, you're going to start moving. So first thing, yeah, it depends. Is you guys have remember first? It's like who's going to do what role. And then we're going to do each round. That's what I was round pointing round. out. We don't yeah. know what roles people are going to be. Well, the thing we... is, we're only going to usually get two shots. And so what 
Bob is saying is that if you do both shots, you're going to get minus four to both. If, if you split uh, it with two people, then there's no minuses. Right. Okay. Like that we want. Yeah, that's true. But Well, don't forget you can do either. My attack bonus is pretty high. Base attack bonus is seven. It might not be bad if one person is science and one person's engineering because you can get boosts. Don't forget the engineering gives boosts and science could actually scan and figure out what's going on with this ship, I believe is correct. So uh, the problem is the major candidate to do that would be Hiroji, who's our best pilot. Yeah. Pilot. Now Bob, I can Bob, take over thirteen piloting as needed, but at the same time, I mean, I, I have a jack of all trades. For that matter, though, as I recall, my attack in this is not much less than uh, than uh, Moe's. Uh, okay, my base attack bonus is seven. So if you don't encourage me at, or anything, and I fire twice, my base attack bonus is three. Yeah, but base attack bonus is not the only possible modifier, isn't it? What's the other one? Yeah, how does it work? It's it's one of them. Is I think one of it is uh, ranks in piloting. Right, which I have seven ranks in. That's what I'm... Yeah, so isn't that it? In fact, it might even be ranks in piloting plus decks, which would be ten. Because maybe, maybe you pilot and maybe I gun. Well, I have a plus ten for shooting if it's the piloting plus decks. What would yours be? Or maybe Mo is a pilot and you guys gun. Or maybe you gun and there. I science. <laughs> I science. I get science. And no one pilots. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that might be a good idea. Put it on autopilot. Ramming speed. Engage. I'm adding a gun. <laughs> Get me to a gun. I think we definitely want an engineering station manned. Because, right, isn't that like adjusting the shields and all that? Well, okay. And I think that may come up at this point. But what I think we decided last time, and Jason, you paid more attention to this than I did, is that at least at the beginning of fights, you certainly don't need to do both. You need to do one, and then you may need to do the other later. Is that right? Yeah. Like start I off with science and then move to engineering? I, I've like kind of gotten into the pattern where science for the first round or two kind of gets you some scanning and engineering's biggest usefulness is like actually repairing glitches. So until you take enough critical damage to get a glitch, it's like, eh, it's, I think it, uh, I, there's other benefits, so it's not useless, but there's it, something with recalibrating the shields though, right? What's that? Oh, it's been a little while. I have to refresh my memory because one of them does actually heals the shields. The other redistributes them. I forget oh, we also get which. computer systems bonuses. Don't remember. Okay, so the gunnery check is a D20 plus the gun gunner's base attack bonus or the gunner's ranks in piloting skill plus the gunner's dexterity modifier uh, bonuses from the computer systems and bonuses from the captain and science officers uh, plus the range penalty. Yeah. So it actually means I have a plus a 10 lot. to hit with the guns. Actually, yeah. ironically, I have slightly more than Mo. Now, that said, at least once when we get close to it, I'm going to take a round to debuff his attack and Mo will fire all weapons. Yeah, I actually have a plus 10 as well with dex. Oh, well then, then, then great, perfect. And ironically, I have a plus eleven. Really? No, yes. I don't believe that. Yeah, that that, that not a plus four dex. Uh, my dex is eighteen. I'm that's my that's my primary stat. All right. Wow. I'm best. I'm the. I'm a. I'm a god at everything. Seems <laughs> to be the first time hearing it. This. That's all I'm saying. I am a god. If your primary uh, is is an eighteen, that's not very impressive at all. 
Well, yeah, I had to boost <laughs> at I had this to, level. At this level, well, on, I had on. to boost it to an eighteen because I have a fourteen con and a fourteen yeah. and and a fifteen charisma. Uh, All right, so there we go. There's the whole thing. Shooting is the gunnery check. It's one d twenty plus. Yeah, actually, Steve, while you were away, we just did all that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, I get okay. Well, here's everything I. No, I'm kidding. We didn't actually go through all of it. We were just talking about it. But John had just pulled up those stats. Uh, What we decided is, as far as gunning checks, we now know Mo has a plus ten base. I have a plus ten base, and ironically, Hiroji has the highest with a plus eleven base because he has a slightly higher dex. So those are the numbers we're working with. So with all that in mind, who wants to do what? So let's do rolls first, and then we'll do the rest. I'm going to start on science. Hiroji, do you want to pilot or shoot round one? I want, I, want to, I, want, I want to pilot. You want to pilot. All right, I will shoot round one. Moel gun as well. Because I think we need to go, want to go. We want to win the initiative, I think. So no engineering. That is excellent. So now we do our D, D20. I'm, I'm going to say that thing that, uh, that they say in all the movies, that, or they never say, really. Better hold on to something. Yeah. I'm going to make this really easy. You have seven ranks. I have seven ranks. So we'll always just do straight roll-offs. I rolled an eight. You rolled a 16. You win, so I go first. So. Good. We move second, correct? Good. Yep, we do. That's that's a good thing. So uh, bad guys. Oh, wow. Look how fast they were. I just wish we had a pilot who could move that fast. Hello, Mr. Shippy. As they come right up to you. What do you do? Thinking. Hold on. Okay. Watch this. I'm going to end up there. Okay. Let's see. I think I can do it with um, with the turns and everything. I, I think I'm facing northwest, so uh, it's going to expose. We're going to have our uh, starboard side gun uh, facing it and the turret, of course. It's, it's aft. Nice. Like that? Nice. Uh, I, I don't think I have enough. I don't think I had enough movement for that, so it's like you I said, it's, uh, if I do, that's fine. I mean. But if I don't, I counted it where I couldn't make that last turn, so I'm facing nose to ass. I would be more. Uh, yeah, you're like, like that, one actually. click to the left, like where the yeah, right yeah. starboard side is. Well, you can be like that. You can either. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that. that's 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 right. Like I would yeah, maybe more, in one more. Or you can even be one to the left. But yeah, so you're not. You didn't quite make it. I just did the math. You almost our, made it, but right. that's close enough. Guns, you our forward you, guns can actually hit in that situation, can't they? Um, your forward gun can not hit. Nope, that's no. But the starboard and the, uh, and the other one can. We want yeah. our forward guns to hit. Is the forward gun better? Yes, yeah. it's three d six. Oh, okay. The so target can hit. Can I can't so I can't do nose to it's okay. All you got to do is back it away one square. You can do that. Yeah, okay. let's do that. That's fine. We do that. Right, I that didn't realize. I, I didn't realize that gun was better. No, okay. no, no, you're okay. So you're right on his butt, as usual. That's right. Anyone else doing anything? This round, this is also when science does stuff. So it's time to pew, scan. Pew, pew. Okay. I still need information. Computers check. Okay, while he scans, forward. we have three guns to shoot. We have the forward, the uh, starboard, and the turret. Oh, uh, do you want to do two of them and I'll just do Oh, one. I know many things about the ship. Nice natural 37 20. Nat 20, check. 37 wow. overall. I know. Nice. Why did you just give you the sheet? <laughs> At this point, it's like, there's like really? almost no Did we do that much. well? And yeah. the pilot, the, uh, well, what the enemy pilot hasn't shaved for a few days. That's the first thing so. we ought to do. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I believe for breakfast, for breakfast they had an omelet. Uh, the captain really needs to feed his goldfish. He hasn't done it. Yeah, because if they, this is a high-level ship, then... Uh, That's true. They might have... Well, because it's DC 5 plus 1.5 times their level. There might be modifiers any, that like, any we don't know or their tech have. or whatever. So if it's similar to us at like a level 6-ish ship, it would be like at least a 23. Yeah. yeah. So I'll tell you a whole bunch of things. You quickly do a scan, and it's like sort of like <laughs> it's like the scan they do. I love Star Trek. It's like that deep scan, like the the you know, like when the Borg do. It's like zzz, it goes like right through the ship. We and know then, where like, the skeletons the, are buried. On the bridge, and you see it like go through the bridge. I was like those that like she show it like going through the bridge. It's like the Terminator scanner. It's like just going through everything. Uh, yeah, they got a whole bunch of stuff. Medium Explorer speed ten, turn one, drift rating of two, which means. There is no way you can outrun these guys because you guys are defrating at one. So running away is not an option. They have an AC of 21, a TL of 20, 65 hold points, 70 shields. They have a light plasma cannon on the front, a light plasma cannon on the port, a light plasma cannon on the starboard, and their turret is merely a theme. Is a light plasma torpedo launcher. Oh. Which is not good. To target and that. there's something else you notice, but you'll need to do another check to get that goody piece of information. If we're still alive, we might be space dust. Eh, you guys will you guys will be okay. Well we do have more shields than them by quite a bit. I'm looking at our shields. I can't find a shield. Like you oh. have 160. Shields. Wow, they have, they have 70. Okay, all right. That's 40 per, they, 40 per they quadrant. Do, yeah, but they do 2 12 per light plasma cannon, and the torpedo Ugh. does 3d6 damage. And yeah, oh, that's comparable they have a, to what we do. They have a special quantum property, which means any misses they get, they reroll. What? Wait, what? what? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Hey, they're superior to you in every oh. I dispute that. I think that they they are a tiny sub-race of my humanity. They're not. If you know anything about them from Pathfinder, they're far That's superior. That's insane. Uh, are they immortal? Well, they were. Wow. They were at one time. Something happened to them. Are they immortal? Because I'm immortal. I'm just saying. OCC. Uh, they actually left Galarian went somewhere else and continued to evolve while you guys were mucking around with magic and God knows what on your little Larian. So they are, you guys are like a tier type. What are you like a uh, level one civilization? Maybe level two. They're level three, baby. Yeah, actually. And oh, see, yes, I know. The Aslanti were gods even back in old Clarion thousands of years ago. Right. Okay. So we get two, two of us get a bonus when we shoot. Is that correct? For the two people who haven't done anything yet? Yeah, yeah. Computer. You have the plus three on any two computer checks per round. So, And you I get thought, a plus two on I your thought... computers, by the way. So that actually was a 39. <laughs> Damn. Okay, okay. So, Bob, um, if Rusty wants to take two shots, go ahead. Now, can we, can't, can we target specific things on their ship? You could have. Okay, okay. Meantime, right. we're actually just shooting. Um, you sure you don't want the two shots you're this o- round? You're only going to get two shots, right? Sorry, John. Actually, targeting a system is still a science officer. John. Yes. 
One of us is firing twice. One of us is firing. First. Yeah, I'll go so once. You'd like me to fire yeah. twice. Yeah, it's the All same. Right. Uh, I am doing that now. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, you can only fire each weapon once. Yeah, so we have we three have weapons. weapons. Yeah, you. What's your Bob? I'll I'll do the turret as I normally do. You'll do the forward light particle yep. beam, and you will also yep. do the starboard light particle beam. You're not going to get three gyro laser. The port. No, you can do the port. Actually, the port will hit. The forward will hit. The port will hit, and the turret will hit because they're in that perfect. They're in that oh, that's right. square. No, 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 that's right. that yeah, overlaps that's, both. That's so. port. You have three gunners though. You don't need three people okay, to do okay. that. Okay, stop, stop, stop. No. Everybody is saying the exact same thing. John and I are on this. I'm now going to shoot twice. I'm firing the first gun, the forward gun, at a plus six. This is a light particle beam. For 3d6 damage, we really want this. And you got the computer bonus. And 24. I have an 18 plus 6. Their AC is 21. So you hit. 3d6. 3d6. Yep. Not very good, but 9 damage. 9 damage under F shield. Next. Okay. Um, I'm firing the uh, port uh, gyro laser for 1d8 damage. And I have again hit. 26 hits. Do your D8. 1d8. <laughs> I will. Six. Damage. Nearly as much as the 3d6. Oh, the shields are almost gone in the aft. Next. That's the goal. Next. Okay, so Mo is going to use the turret, um, the light particle beam, I believe, and he gets a plus 12. His dex, his uh, plus 7, and uh, 2 for the computer. Are you using the plus three for the... You get two for the computer, and then you can get another plus three for the bonus for the computers. That's the extras. Yeah. Do oh, I did not know that. Okay, so I'll also take that. So he's at plus 15 to hit. Oh, man. I just... Okay, he rolls a A natural one. one. A one. one. You were you, you were going, oh, oh, hey, it's a plus 15. How can I miss? No, I wasn't saying that. No, I wasn't saying that. I knew I'd freaking miss. I knew I would miss. Well, then Mo, why are you complaining? Mo. Okay, I have to do captain voice here. Okay, Mo, so you miserable waste of space. Why can't you manage to hit the broadside of a war? What's going on with you? The ship is over there. Why are you firing off in the other direction? That is so bad. Is there anything I can do to re-roll that? Oh. Oop. Next, they fire first. They fire their starboard light plasma cannon. Just roll for damage. They're going to hit. Nope. 12 plus, what is that? 12 plus 10. So 22. Does that hit your 15 AC? I believe so. So they need to roll a roll one through four to miss. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, just just roll for damage. Every time. And then they that's get right. the re-roll. Hey, wait, yeah. I get to roll the damage. That's, that's, let me do my, my... I get to roll D12 so rarely. Eight points? That was pathetic. How is that pathetic? That's Eight points average. on yeah. your... That's, that's average. Oh, 2D12. Forward shields. 2d12 i know that's yeah that's that's on your forward shield and now the torpedo comes out torpedoes ahead and we can't do flak thing right uh Uh, no because it's not on your aft they have it on their turret which is nasty because most people don't do that so they can hit you from any direction the torpedo launches out flies and hits you square on the forward shields for a whopping 
18 points of damage. How There's, does the flak thrower work? We need to look at that up. Hey, you might want to. Well, it's it's a countermeasure. All right, I'll look it up. Just go ahead. Uh, you, I guess it's next turn. Do your piloting. I'll look this up. Yep. 22 points of damage on your forward shields. They are almost... They're more than half gone in one round. Next round, is anyone changing anything? No. Most not. I am not, though I have the urge to get all Captain-y to yell at uh, at least one particular gunner who shall remain nameless. You should. You should yell at me. Give me bonuses. I rolled a 9 for my pilot check. I'm actually going to switch. I'm sorry. I'm going to switch to engineer. Ooh. 10. Yeah, baby. I'll win there. I go first. Okay, engineer. Engineer goes now, actually, before this happens. So what are you going to do, engineer? Uh, I'm going to divert power to the shields. Which, if I succeed on an engineering check, I can re- recover 5% of the PCU rating. Which is 175. Bob, math, 175, 5%. That's uh, 8. Uh, I think so. Rounded down. Well, 8.5, but yeah. Okay. So you can heal Ew. 8 shields if you get... You need to get a 19. Oh, wait. That's not actually all that good, then. Sorry, not a 19. Yeah, 19. Yeah, 19. It's not bad though. I mean, if you if we can do it, like they may not always be able to hit this shield, like that. You know what I mean? Like, well, you can you can at, for free you can do science officer, and you can uh, well, it's not free, but you can rebalance the shields, and then you can just move them anywhere you want. So if you yeah, want, okay, because the the eight percent or the five percent is only eight shields, and that's gonna be spread across all four quadrants. That's not even gonna. So like you can you can heal that front front shield and then when I po- get my turn to pilot I'll keep that shield away from them and it'll, and and then you can maybe heal it again and we can rebuild that way. Well here I'm gonna go with science instead and, and probably do the balancing of the shields instead. Go for it. But then that means it's not my turn at this point. I'm gonna activate the fighters. Fighters launch the vipers. Basically, if it fires at you in the aft and you do a DC roll of 22 or higher, you blow up the torpedo. But since it fired and it's on its turret, it hits you in the forward. It hits you in the front, so it's pointless. Yeah, so we basically want our ass pointed toward these guys all the time. Right. Well, I got a plan. All right. All right. You guys all ready? Yep. I'll start moving. Yep. Initiative roll. Uh, we, I won again. Nice. He already got the higher initiative. All right, you go. He's using three-dimensional thinking. They are going near those clouds, those clouds of horribleness, electricity. A skilled pilot can navigate those clouds with ease. Too bad you don't have one. Hmm. Yeah, but I'm thinking of there's something called a flyby attack, right? Yeah. It's a fancy flyby attack where we can get our forward weapon and our turret on him as I fly by and then end up in the space to the left of him with our ass to him. So we can use oh, our flak. Oh, that's a good idea. We have to use our two best weapons. So like, oh yeah, that's a totally good idea. So like, here's my character. So that'd be one, two. Yeah, I know what you're gonna do. You have to fly right through them though. Right, like fly over them. Nice, yep. fly by. You would end up there. But With uh, the ass pointed toward the ship. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Yep, you can do that. I will do that. Let's do it. Let's have some fun. Fly Give by. me your piloting check. Can I take a bonus on the computer? Yes, you can. 
I will. We get a plus yes, one totally. for piloting automatically. And then we get and plus two for the... Uh, plus, to the okay, plus, so three. Plus, plus three, if you're using it. Plus, you only get two I am checks. using it. Okay. I'll use yeah, it. Use it. I take my prerogative. All right, good. So that's a 33. Yep, you do it. Nice. That's some fancy flying. Okay, so so you can move through the ship of the enemy without right. provoking a free attack. During the following gunner phase, you can select one of your arcs, starship weapons, and fire at the enemy vessel as if the enemy were close range, one hex, against any quadrant. And so you successfully perform the stunt. You fly right by them, and you're like, <laughs> you're like goose. Does you're does like, the pilot do this? I'm like Maverick. Yes, <laughs> you're like Maverick. You're like giving the finger. And so you're the like, pilot hey, is buddy. shooting. No, there's, the pilot actually does it, and then the gunner gets an extra Ooh. shot. Okay, so, you get a shot. It, oh, you can get a shot on his, on his tail too, because you can pick a quadrant. You get to fire. You can select one arc of your starship's weapons to fire at the enemy vessel, as if the vessel were in close range. Okay, obviously right. our forward. Yep. Uh, Bob. All right. Am I going to get a second attack this round, or should I just do full? No, this is not. This doesn't count. Oh, it doesn't count I at all. Assume. This is just a basic. This is a free attack, right? It's a free attack. Ah, uh, I'm going to shoot at his aft because the shields were weakest there. You yep. do that. You you go, girl. You hit is the thing. Unless they have an engineer on. officer rebalancing theirs. Okay, I got a 15. I rolled a three. Oh my god! You're like woohoo! These oh are my fancy flying. God. And he's like, oh my and god! How's that possible? That Bad rolls happen. All right, but we have right. we've had two misses in a row. Like we if we, we keep we going, had two hits and two misses. We're fine. Who's mm. next? We're not. Who's next, Mister? Mr. Moe, are you shooting your turret light? I don't even want to go next. Bob, finish. Uh, make the right. rest of attacks. I'm... Love it. Gyro laser. I'm firing now. And I hit. You hit. For three damage. And I'm Good done. Enough. Mo. Good enough. Okay. Okay. Moe's going to take the plus two. He's going to attack. Oh, my God. <laughs> Actually, you didn't add the bonus, so you're fine. You're, you're just, fine. That's you an have 18, 18 plus your entire 10 or 12 or whatever extra. Oh, yeah, wow. That little button. So I 30. turned off that little button. <laughs> no, my modifier says plus 15, but I didn't hit the little green button. So I thought I rolled a uh, <laughs> three. <laughs> no, no, you're okay. Okay. six damage. Plus, great. You, okay. Do the damage. Particle beam. Boo boo. All right. So. Nice. Thir 13. Are you doing any scanning of any sort, Mr. Um, Mr. Tyler? I was going to rebalance our shields. Okay, well, let the... Well, you could do this at any time during the helm, so you would have to do it now. So how are you going to rebalance your shields? It's, it's an automatic thing. It's equal, and then any extra goes to the front. Uh, that's 34 on everything, and then 36 on the front. Because the net is Perfect. like 138 divided by 4. Perfect. Mm, math is hard. Okay, good job. Now they're firing their... Oh, they will do their light plasma cannon port onto you. <gasps> they rolled a one. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll again. They missed. Zoo, zoo, zoo. No, it's only the light Aeon torpedo launcher. Oh, that really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Good. Oh, thank God. But now the torpedo. Now the torpedo goes, and it goes on your uh, starboard. Is that, yep, your starboard. Okay. 
So flak, flak generator. Oh, <laughs> he rolls a one. No, the flak doesn't go because you guys aren't facing. You guys, you wanted to turn, so you're not. The flak throw is only good against your back. That's it. It's good. That's nothing else. That's, that's it. it. That's nothing else. That yep. There's not. There's no arc. No, no. Only your back. Under the misunderstanding that our, our 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 guns worked in an arc instead of a line. No, 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 no. It's not an arc instead of a line. It's that only the aft, only the back, the butt of the ship is protected. Nothing else. From with the flak thrower. And so, but see, but you had positioned this, like when we first were here, you had positioned the ship the way it is now, which I kept saying was wrong. But then you switched it midway through, which I had wanted. And then that's why you're saying they couldn't fire. It's caused all that problems. Then you switched it back so that they could fire. So like all of that, I mean, I saw it all happening and, and you know, I knew this. Now, it was it was my mistake. No, I, I I insisted on turning because I really thought that these sh- that that the guns worked in an arc like these one eighty degree arc. Right. It's, like if it's you're fine. I mean, it's a... one thing, I think that's how they. I still think that's how they work. I just gotta have Hold on. To, you know have to find. I'm showing it. you a picture. I mean, it comes down to an extra shot or the defense. We took the extra shot instead of the defense. Oh, they can still miss. Okay, you see that that see that picture I just put up. You see it? Okay. Those are the arcs, forward, starboard, aft. Uh, the forward and aft are very small. Now, do you see those dark oh, blue those are spaces? really small arcs. Okay. Those dark blue, that's actually the one space where it's both. So if you manage to get him in that sweet spot, you actually can hit or are covered both in the ar- yeah. aft and okay. the starboard. So I thought the arc was three hexes in a radius, like... Uh, basically one. Yeah. No. Oh, I see what you're going. You thought I it was, was completely equal, wrong. Equal. I've never yeah, yeah, actually no, seen this. See. Gra- is this in the uh, core book? It's on the starship. It's literally in the starship sheet. So, so if you want to do a mulligan, up it this way. They missed. No, no, that's fine. Got, it's fine. The, the, it's got, it's, they it, they it, got it, another it, attack. The, the the quantum torpedo tried to hit you. It missed. Everything's missing. I've rolled two ones in a row. There's a very good chance they can miss again, and then the torpedo's lost, and they have a limited number. Well, they won't miss because they get an extra. They get another roll, right? Here we go. You ready? Yeah. Yeah, fourteen. That will hit. So the torpedo misses, comes back around, and does hit on the starboard for nine points of damage. Not even that bad. So you go from thirty-four to twenty. Yeah, I mean, I I am kind of in favor of offense and taking the hits. You know, like fuck it, let's let's take the hits, especially if we keep winning initiative. Well. I love winning initiative. This is a new thing for us. <laughs> I know. We Did you take anymore. a feat for for increased initiative? No, no I just no, maxed no. out. Uh, I have seven ranks. I have max ranks in piloting. Next up, anyone changing their roles? No. I'll stay no. where I am. Nope. Initiative. 14. Uh-oh. That's going to be hard to beat. Six. And I fail. You go first. <sighs> That's all right. It's we didn't do we did terrible positioning last time, and I don't know. All right, you know what? I'm, I'm I think I'm okay with that. They don't know we have a flak throw necessarily, so and our ass is facing them now, right? They've scanned us. Oh, do we know that? You I know no that idea. they've got a plus eighty nine to scan. I'm gonna guess. <laughs> <laughs> I should look up the different maneuvers because, like, there are things like barrel rolls and flips and yeah. burn. Yeah, there's well, I don't burn. think. They're- much good when we lose initiative, though. That's the thing. Well, I'll just go there. Let's see what happens. I mean, he has to fly through the cloud, maybe, or not. He's coming right at us! <gasps> oh. 
that's where we want it. Evasive maneuvers. I think they're trying to board you. Well, they did say they were going. No, that's true. There they are. They're right next to you. They're coming for you, Barbara. You gotta admire their uh, stick to itiveness. Your turret and your starboard can hit. Great. All right. Uh, Why don't you go first this time, Mo? All right. Mo's I'm sorry. Should I do my science check before that, or yes, please, you do your science do. check now. Okay, I'm gonna actually scan again since you hinted there was additional information, and we didn't take that much damage last turn. Yep. Twenty-two plus other things. You do the scan. Tuttle's eyes are like, huh? What did I miss? What did I miss? Oh, that ain't good. That's not good at all. And then suddenly Tuttle remembered, that's right. There's a reason why nobody knows anything about the Islanti Empire whatsoever. That they're super secretive. All their ships are equipped with self-destruct systems. Oh, that's good. Uh, That saves us time. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) And of course, if anyone's near the ship when it explodes, it does massive damage. Uh, we have one escape pod on this vessel, right? You actually have six. I only wanted one. All right, just asking. All right, no, certainly I'm not going to, like, abandon the others to their death and run on my own. That would be wrong. Who's firing? I actually... Go for uh, it, Mo. Roll. Mo is going to attack. With, uh, hack that it's going to take a plus two from the computer. Rolls a 34. Um, in that's fact, that's a 19. I rolled for plus 15. Okay, so... Not quite a crit. Um, 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage. All right. All right, I am rolling Ouch. with the starboard, starboard uh, laser thingy. I Yay, 28 that. with the laser thingy. D8 for laser thingy. Great with laser thingy. And I get four, four additional damage. And their shields are going. Like, you're hitting all the shields. You're doing pretty did you, well. Did you guys fire the forward weapon or no? That was no, not an option. Actually, if you, you can. Nope. No, they cannot. Nope. If they were in one more forward, they can hit. Uh, the I'm square looking at it. Front. No. Okay, Page right. 318. Yeah. No, I'm looking at the... Uh, okay. Next up, they fire. Pew, pew, pew. Starboard, night, laser, plasma. Four plus ten. For a that's, 14. That, that's Misses. a miss. Oh my god. We're <laughs> wow. All right. So, right now, we're just kind of lucky. Torpedo. There we go. Torpedo. That's the uh, Roll that damage. damage. You actually only have a TL of like 12, too. Like, what's, oh, a t- what's TL mean? That's your, or that's your, you have an armor class against weapons and then you have an armor class against torpedoes. And your torpedo one was 12 because you're like, who needs that? Who needs target lock? We don't need that. We don't need that. Well, we, we were that. counting on the flak hammer. 13, you were counting. Flak thrower. All right. 13 well. points of damage to the starboard once again. That's not a lot left there. There's only uh, 12 shields left on that starboard. You can buy. You can also buy that as part of your upgrades. You can buy like target lock. I forget what the terminology is, but like anti-target lock stuff that, or anti-missile stuff that increases your target lock score. Uh, all right. Well, but I don't um, think we bought it much. No, I don't. Do not. Who's up? Who's changing? Are you changing anyone? No captain. You guys are flying rubber. Uh, well, here's the thing. 
Uh, one round through the entire combat, I can try and debuff them. Uh, it means, uh, so in a situation where basically, like, you're going to fire both the weapons. So they get a debuff and we get a debuff. Well, they get a debuff and we just get one less attack. The thing is, of course, so it's not optimal unless we know we're only going to have two guns. Well, or if I shoot twice, then it's a minus four, minus four. I understand. The idea is to debuff their attack at that point. If it's not a good time to do that, we'll just continue with attacking. Up to you. Eh, I think I it's know. a captain's call. Uh, I'm asking the pilot, will you be able to actually point us so that we can fire three times this time? Chris? Yes. Yes, I can. Great. I am a pilot. If, if, I win, if I win initiative. I am a pilot. Then you're piloting? I am a gunner. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So there's nothing during the... Um, What's Tuttle doing? Engineering check. Trying to stay on science and divert the shields again. Oh, okay. Yeah, All that's right. probably Roll good. Roll off. Balance the shields, technically. Oh, beat that All right, so I, so I lose initiative, so, so yeah. Oh, so it's going to be a challenge. All right. Go ahead. Make a run. Make a... Oh, I have to move first, right? Okay, I just go straight 10. Gutsy. Yep. What about those green things again? Mm. Those are those electrostatic clouds. I don't know if we can fly through them easily or not. Yeah, you can fly through them. They won't There's some checks or something, but I mean, I'm I'm sort of putting us near the, a couple of them so that we guess I want to see what he does now. Run away! I unlock my uh, the 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 canopy to the escape pod, getting it ready. Uh, am I? Hello? Are people still there? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting for waiting for the killer move. <laughs> Oh, yeah, right. so so if, if we don't win initiative, we can never use our flak thrower. That's how it works, because he's fast. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. They fly aside you. They're trying to ram you. They're like, get over, get over. They're like trying to take out your tire. Oh, that's right, you don't have tires. Well, you know what I mean. It's just, uh, they're just flying right by you. You guys are slow pokes in comparison to the ship. They don't seem to care very much. Who's going? Fire all laser. Uh, can we fire all lasers, or only... No, we only have two. You have the. Right. Nope, I had to win. Starboard. I had to win initiative. Losing Fire initiative. all yep. two lasers. Uh, I am. I am firing the starboard uh, weapon now. Cannon. And I fail. Uh, assuming their defensive twenty-one is still the number I'm trying to beat. Well, no, you get one. pluses though. Uh, uh, you I have... counted all those pluses in. You can use a plus two. You have you no dexterity. I did use the plus two, Chris. You're good. Well, do you also get the plus three? Did you use the I did the not take an extra duo plus three. Toe... I only one, when, for an earlier conversation, only one of us can use it. I needed to announce it. No, there's any two any two checks per round. Anyone can use the plus three. Okay, great. Plus three, then. I'll say you used it, was, it. I thought it's plus one across the board, and then you can use the plus two for any two checks. The plus two was the old ship. We we upgraded the computer at level. Uh... That's how it works. There's a plus one on all your piloting checks. There's a plus two on all computers checks, and there's at any point in time you can take two plus threes. That's how it works. Uh, then actually, then I have a twenty-one, but only a twenty-one. That plus two that I added was actually the plus three that apparently was the optional. So there it is. Well, you also get plus two for the computers. So okay, there we go. Yeah. Then yeah. fine. Yeah. So it's yeah. a twenty-three. You should have plus. You hit. You damage. And five damage. Five points of damage. Okay, can mole roll for turret? Sure. sure. Jesus Christ. I rolled a four. 
Five. Uh, five for a 20, and I missed. So I am done. We okay, missed. No, I, 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 That's I'll add it in, Chris. Ugh. Yeah, you get the plus three. Oh, yep. missed. so annoying. Shoot. Shoot them both. Light plasma cannon. For a 21, that easily hits. 2d12. 10. That's it. 10 points of damage on your uh, starboard. Oh, you only got two two shields left on that starboard side. Here comes the torpedo away. What? Rolled a one. Good thing those torpedoes have quantum special properties as it misses you and comes back around for a second bat. Oh, that's not good. That's an automatic crit for a 20. We... Ooh, plus 15 points of damage. So that's 13 on the hull. And... <sighs> uh, it didn't hit the shields in the same place, though, because it came back around from the other side. No, you guys, it, it hits your that side four times in a row. It keeps hitting that side. Well, what you said is the first miss of the torpedoes is they come back around from the other side. That, they don't. They come uh, back around. I was using your words. So that would have hit. Uh, well, uh, then yeah, I come back that's... around and then goes after the same. And it goes after the same spot. Okay, <laughs> see, that's that's. Oh, I don't write the rules. I, I just, I'm I, just telling you what they are. I was trying to work with what the judge. Yeah, said. They, you know what? They actually should change those rules. I kind of like that idea Valve has. <laughs> uh, 94 power your power core is glitching ah we don't need that power core bag of shells we'll get another okay so uh next round or i'll have to readjust the shields well you have no shields on the uh the starboard side so at all oh actually your critical thresholds are 13 so they hit you twice hold up and 68 your engines so your engines and your power core are glitching we don't need that as long as our guns work <laughs> <laughs> that's really all i care about and the guns are fine most gonna like polish the turret there a little bit you know make sure it's shiny um it's so crucial to win initiative because they could just keep punishing us on yeah that well they just, kill us just just roll just roll let's just get this moving along well no who's gonna do who's gonna do what so, I, most I, doing I, the I'm same thing i'm wondering if i should take over a gun and and uh and rusty should pilot i wonder because it's it's just it's, like i mean, I mean it's, uh, the moment you have a higher initiative than I, well actually i have the same number of ranks same, yeah same initiative and the, oh, that's and the, right because piloting skill doesn't really yeah. affect anything it's kind of fascinating. I mean, it affects right, certain special like. maneuvers and stuff, but I mean... And you if know. you have a plus 11, then I'll do the starboard port stuff, and you'd take the turret. I mean, is it... I, I, one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm guessing... So I guess a lot depends on initiative, but... We have to decide first, though, right? What we choose? Yes. Alright, so if, I'll take a round of... Let's do that, I guess. Let's switch. I'll take a round of gunning. Great. I am a pilot for this round. And then you get to Gunner. decide where our position oh, just is. Just guns. That's all he can do. I am you, ready to roll initiative. Bob is a terrible initiative roller. So am I. Now, though. you can, don't forget, if you do evade, you get a plus two to your AC and TL. However, if you fail, you get a minus two to your AC. Yeah, it's like our AC is so bad. It's like, what's the point, really? I mean, especially when they're rolling yeah. twice on the gun. Yeah, on the it's, it doesn't thing. matter. I mean, the missile is an automatic hit. It'll never miss. 
<laughs> I actually missed twice already, but yes. No, the missile missed twice. No, no, with the retry, it's on the retry. It's never gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that quantum. You guys want to look into that? So, is anyone moving? Is this Tuttle moving? Well, you have to roll initiative. Yeah, I'm gonna, no, stay, no, on I'm gonna stay on science and do the shields again. I am I'm manning gun. Wow, okay, I am the pilot. Uh, okay, then pilot, you roll. Oh, 17. I have one initiative. Nice, nice, Bob. She win initiative. They're going inside the cloud. They're going, it looks like they're going away from the cloud. They're in the cloud. That's a cloud. There's a cloud on that. that oh, I see. I see. It's overlapping. Yeah, moving out okay. a little. Yeah, yeah, it's overlapping. Yeah, now, now Bob, you know, saying. if you have the book open, which you probably don't, but on page 318, there is a spot where you can get two arcs on it. Well, we can do a flyby in this situation. Um,. Pass it up. Use our aft. The flyby actually. Last time we did it, we ended up with one less attack. That was not great. Yeah. Well, Bob, it was because the buns weren't pointed in the right direction. Okay. I mean, if we pointed in the right direction, we can use our. Oh, actually, the aft. The 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 flak thrower is only defensive because it doesn't say that. It says it's a short range weapon. What I'm seeing is. In that space, we would be able to use all three guns without any other special. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, and we have the dist- and we have the movement in order to move there, pointing in the correct direction. Yep. All right, so we will have the forward. We will have the forward that's going to be as we're flying by, and then there will be also the turret and the flak. So that is our three attacks, and that's gunners. Well, you have to make the roll. Okay. You, I'm, I'm not the gunner. I'm not making. Okay, no, no, you have to make a piloting check. Piloting check. Right, with my piloting skill or with my ranks? It is, a, it is skill. your skill plus right. one minus two because the the engines are glitching, so you get a minus two for that. The okay, four, so net minus one to this roll. Oh, natural one. I failed at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. uh, yeah, see, this so, is yeah the, the piloting role I've been unaware of. I haven't been pilot before. Uh, I wanted to just go in that place and fire with all guns, but okay. Uh, what are our options now, having failed the role? Well, just the gunners go. Uh, the, Great. Moe's going to shoot with the turret, and someone should probably shoot with the uh, port so that the flat cannon is on line for defensive shots. I'm assuming that that can only be fired once per turn. Is that correct, Steve? That is correct. Okay. Except for flak, I think you can do it instantly as a defensive. So I think you can oh. fire it and use it defensively. Okay, so someone right, can attack twice while Mo shoots from the uh, uh, turret. So uh, if you want to do that, Hiroji, do you want to do that? Time out. So this is how we're facing, and that's how we look, and our nose is t- to the north, right? Correct. So you can shoot from the starboard um, uh, gyro laser, I think it is, and the uh, flak. Uh, okay. Thrower. So um, I'm just going right, to so roll. I'm going to roll a d20, and then we'll figure out what I add, right? Okay. All right. Okay. That's a miss, so you don't have to figure anything out. That's for, I guess, one of them. That's correct. Now for the flak cannon. Well, they didn't. No, the flak cannon is to, is to defend against... Uh... 
I guess missiles only, right? No, I said you can actually use it as an attack. It's just short range. That's all. Okay. I'm, I'm 90% sure that's wrong, but I'll look it up and I'll I'll take it. If you're going to give it to me, I'll take it. He's giving it to you. Just roll before he chooses his line. That's a and mess. He rolls, it don't matter. That's <laughs> he rolls a two. He's rolled a three and he's rolled a two. I'm going to look it up. And if because it's. All right. You know, just because the, the Mo's just going to roll because he's going to roll a one. Here we go. Okay. Did not roll a one. Okay. So that's a 27. Uh, rolls a natural 18, not a crit, so going to roll for damage. Eight for damage. Except, because they're in the nebula, there's a 20% chance of missing. Do you wish to roll low or high? What is the miss? You give me the miss, Mr. John. Uh, miss is low. Okay. 35. So you hit. It's a hit. You hit their, um, their starboard. Oh, I just realized that while you, you guys got kind of bogged down in the piloting discussion, I should have taken my, my role to balance the shields. So let me no, you can still bit. do that. I totally forgot. We got so bogged down. Uh, that, should, that should be fine. And if I'm calculating this right, it should be 26 on each quadrant. Okay. Also, you had a little bit of trouble because uh, <laughs> the power glitch was messing you up a little. Does that just lower the roll or change the shield uh, balance? I believe that lowers the roll. I believe it lowers it the roll. It lowers rolls. the roll by minus two, and you can't do any push actions, I believe. So, okay, now uh, they're going. Pretty... Now, first things uh, first. Also, actually, they got a free attack one of my failed. That is correct. They do get a free attack. However, something very interesting is going to happen as they shoot their forward light plasma cannon at you. Oh my god! They roll a. 14 and miss. Sorry. Wow. They right. I was wrong. I'm actually wrong. Sorry. They rolled an 18. And your AC is 15. However, they also, because this occurred inside the plasma, they also have a 20% chance of missing you because it all happened in the cloud. I will do 30 to 50 as I miss. 80. So they hit. Oh my god. So, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Points. So they have they automatically hit us. If if they rolled an 18, it's like they have plus 14 and if our armor they class is 15. 15. Yeah. That is correct. Well, I don't know they how they've one. ever because they've been how, taking how... minus 4 cuz they've been shooting two guns. They've been oh. getting plus 10, that's why. Okay. So, make sure. Uh they're going to hit your forward for 10, so you have 16 and you're forward now. Okay, now they're doing the regular attacks. They'll do the starboard. That is, see, that's just a plus 10, but they still hit you because you only have a 15, so that hit. 17. Oof. 17 on your aft. From what? From their, that's from their um, starboard light laser plasma cannon, so you got okay. nine left. Now they're going to shoot their torpedo. Just now, roll for damage. Just roll for damage. They can shoot your torpedo ha! and hit your starboard because of where you're positioned. Doesn't have to hit the. Actually, it goes. It actually does hit the aft. So you guys can try to hit this thing. Okay, so this is a. This is my check, or it can be your check. I mean, the DC is this gunnery check is equal to ten plus the tracking weapon speed. So what's the weapon speed? Twelve. So you need a twenty-two. Okay, but you get a plus eight. Do you get ship bonuses? What type of check is it? 
It's a skill Gun, check. Gunner, gunnery check. Yeah, he should get a plus three oh, skill yeah. check. And if he's if he's taken plus two from the computer, I would think that if it's the same round, he also gets. I think it's plus sixteen. Could be. I believe so. So roll. Let's see yep. what you get. Me? Okay. Here comes the one. Dun, 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 dun. I can't. We've already missed way more here, than we should. Here, here comes. Oh my god! Is that a four? I see. But it might be. It might be enough though. Plus I mean, 16. no, no. He needed he, a twenty-two. That's a twenty. My, my it doesn't do it. So just roll for damage. I mean, the thing about these games that everyone has to understand, especially as it gets to higher levels, is if you miss rolls, you will lose. Like that's just how the game works. Well, not will. It will be considerably more. Like you can. Like if you like, it gets to a point like certain like saving throws. If you start rolling saving throws, fours and twos and ones, then you can. Okay, do you guys? uh, Yeah, let's just. uh, Yeah. Now you have seventeen points of hull damage. Your shields are gone, and you're aft. You have 16, 4, 26 on the starboard and port. Do you surrender? Nope. No. Never give up. Keep on going. Never surrender. I'm going to roll up another character. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everyone. Steve here. So there we go. A rousing start to book four. So I'll tell you something, I love Paizo and I love Starfinder, but every single one of these books, they always start them out the same way with Starship Combat. And I tell you, the problem with Starship Combat is it's really long and it makes for kind of a boring podcast. If you guys remember, I even just cut out the Starship Combat in one of the episodes because I felt it was so boring. This time I decided let's do something different. I heavily edited the combat. So what you heard, I believe it was only about 25 minutes, 20 minutes of combat. That was something like three hours, by the way. I cut that way, way down. I'm just putting in the highlights. This entire combat in real time took about five hours to do. You guys are not getting five hours. That could be five episodes of just one combat. I'm cutting it way, way down. I'm just going to put in the highlights. I'm just going to put in like when they do damage and when you hear sort of things going on. I'm also going to put in anything like when the guys are talking to each other, stuff like that. But otherwise, I'm going to try to cut down this combat to the bare essentials. So where they are right now is the PC ship is getting the crap pounded out of them. They're about like, I think a third of their shields are left and they've barely touched the Islanti ship. And this combat actually does get pretty good because I'm going to say that it gets, uh, it gets really hairy towards the end. So I didn't really want to cut it out and there are consequences. So I didn't want to cut it out completely, but I will say that they're not doing so great. Of course, rolling all those ones did not help. And for those of you new to the show, don't worry, it does pick up. Again, I hate that it starts off with Starship Combat because it's not the greatest way to start off a new book, but it picks up big time. We've already run a couple of episodes, and I tell you, this is one of my absolutely favorite books. People love this book. When they get to the place they're going, it's really cool. There's a lot of fun things going on, and these guys really shine, and I promise you, I absolutely promise you that something mind-blowing is going to be happening in the next upcoming episodes, something that changes the party permanently forever. And I don't mean like, oh, I get a new gun or a new weapon. 
big, big changes are coming. So before I get to the contest, let me start a new segment. Again, I am sitting down, me and Param from the No Direction podcast. We have a brand new segment where we're going to be taking your questions and answering them. And let's kick it off with our new segment that doesn't even have a name yet. So rather than doing the GMPC tip like I've been doing for the last year and a half, I thought I would mix it up. I thought I would invite GMs onto the show who have been doing this as long as I have, who might have different perspectives and different ways of doing things, and you'd be able to get answers to your questions that you can ask us. You can just write us here at the show at the Discord channel. You just go to discord.rollforcombat.com, and we will take all your questions and answer them. And right now, my very first guest is going to be Param from No Direction. Probably needs no intro. Everyone who listens to Pathfinder or Paizo or Starfinder-related material, everyone knows Param. So take it away, Param. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for letting me come on the show. No problem. So I have been GMing for about 42 years because I am old. And I have probably seen it all, done it all. I've had everything you can imagine. I imagine you have been doing this as long as I have and also have the same experiences. Well, not quite, because I'm not even 42 yet myself, uh, but I have been doing it since I was about eight years old, and I've seen a lot of stuff. I've been through a lot, and I've had to serve as a mentor GM for a lot of the local player groups, when, especially when I got involved into organized play. So with that, I figured who better to have on the show is someone like yourself who still does organized play, does a lot of in-person play. I'm not do- I don't do a ton of in-person play anymore, only at conventions. I kind of do everything through the, you know, over the web. Sorry, we do everything over the internet, which has its own issues. But, you know, I figured it's sort of a nice, you know, mix. And you also have a ton of society play, which I imagine has its own foibles because I do that a little bit, but you do tons of society play. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm a, a venture officer for Paizo, uh, help organizing the, uh, the the organized play program for my area. And it's a lot of work. And anytime you sort of have every single table's different. And that is never more true than when you have somebody that's not even at the table calling the shots, which is ultimately what happens with any OP program. Uh, but it, it also opens up a lot of unique possibilities that I think a lot of GMs should try to participate in. Uh, Because you're going to get some exposures and some skills that you wouldn't have had otherwise. You know, the funny thing is I forgot. I'm a venture officer, too. I totally forgot that. But I'm a venture officer on the Roll for Combat Discord, which doesn't quite take as much time, I imagine, as yours. Because I have a whole team that helps me. And since it's all online, it's a lot easier for me to uh, manage than I'd say. I don't have to go anywhere, so... And you must be really excited with the new uh, online play announcements uh, for the online play um, incentives. Yeah, in fact, I'm very excited about it. I've been talking to Hillary Moon Murphy today about some of those online incentives and things that we're trying to do on the show with organized play, with Paizo. We're still figuring it all out, but I believe we were the very first, very first online lodge for Discord, us and one other do online discord play and it's been such a massive success that they've decided to expand it um, tremendously and i'm really glad that groups like you exist because online play is super important 
I mean, I'm pretty lucky that I have a, a local gaming store that really supports us and provides us with space and hooks us up with players. And I'm, I'm able to have like enough room at my house to have like a dedicated game room. And the group of players have been playing with me for this long. But from a lot of our listeners, at least on my show, and I imagine it's true for your show as well, it's just like not a whole lot of people have access to things like that or large groups of friends that can dedicate that amount of time. And if it wasn't for the online options that are making themselves more and more easily available, then a lot of people just never get to enjoy these games that we like so much. Yeah, this is actually a lot of people who come to our Discord. A lot of them are new and a lot of them, same thing. They want to play. They don't have a regular group or they want to play Starfinder and their group wants to play Pathfinder or vice versa. We have something like 45 games going. Uh, It's just crazy. It's like people really like hooked onto this online play. And there's two ways. I mean, you can do it on the Paizo forums, which is play by post, which is a little slower. We do play by Discord, which is much faster. The games go in probably half the time because it's reactionary. And the other nice thing is you can also put images directly in. You can change the font colors. You have a little bit more afforded to you on the Discord channel than you do on a... um, on most play-by-post websites. But with that, let's start the very first show. I don't even know. what We don't even have a name for it. That's that's how new this is. We'll just call it... I don't know. You have a name? I got to think of a name for this thing. What should we call this? Um, I don't know. Uh, Roll to Assist? Roll to Assist. That is why Param is the best in the business, fellas. He came up with that on the spot. Look at this. This team is working out great. So the first question is from the... Role for Combat Discord. It's some Karshal. He said, what is the most fun you've ever had improvising in a game? Do you want to take that one first? Um, gosh, I've had so many good times improvising. Uh, one actually just happened really recently that I'm really uh, had a bit of fun with. Um, it's for a Pathfinder game, not a Starfinder game. Uh, my Reign of Winter uh, actual, or not actual play, my Reign of Winter Adventure Path game they reached a spot where they had to encounter a new species of creature they've they've never met before, the Meopip. Uh, they're basically like cat sphinxes, basically Assyrian-inspired walking cat people with wings. Yep. And they have, you know, a really complex society and all that stuff. And I realized that at the time, my players were just not ready. They just got off of a super serious RP moment. They just weren't ready for another super serious RP moment. And these people have been kept as basically pets for Baba Yaga inside her own little pocket dimension this whole time. So I'm like, there's no way on earth that these need to behave like this sophisticated Assyrian uh, race that they were portrayed as in the Paizo products. And so right on the, the uh, right on the cuff, what I ended up having to improvise just throughout their entire backstory, the entire scene, and just had them greet the players as if they were this magnanimous race of queens and, and defenders. And they had to wait for the royal ritual in which the sun rose high in the sky and shone through a giant ruby at the top of the palace which made a single dot begin to chase around the palace and everyone went insane chasing the dot. And so I completely recast that entire race as house cats, pets that do not know what the real world is. So basically the dot came around and they were just chasing the dot. Exactly. They had, they had turned this into this holy ritual of chase the dot. I actually, well, I'll answer this in two parts. My favorite was actually 
ironically, last year when you were there at PaizoCon, I did an episode where it was Roll for Combat with the Order of the Amber Die guys, and they had to do a mini adventure. There was eight people there. We only had about an hour to play, and it was a mixture of Starfinder with Pathfinder Iconics in Galaron World, which is kind of like Westworld. And all I did was write a one-page outline of what the adventure was going to be. There was an intro. There was three encounters. Each one was different. One was combat. One was puzzle. And one was social. And that's all I had. And I figured I'll just do the rest by in improv. And you can listen to that. That's episode 36.5, which is from June 4th on the uh, Roll for Combat website. And that whole thing is improv. And that was probably my most fun. And that just leads me to my question slash answer is 95% of what we do, even if it's written, at least for me, is improv. Like these guys, at least the guys I play with, they're smart. They're sharp. They're always trying to, they're not trying to break the adventure, but they want to know things that aren't written down. They always want to know can I do this? Can I do that? And you got to come up with answers on the spot all the time. So I think any GM just has to realize if things aren't written down, just go with it. You know, just go with something you feel comfortable with and that's fine. And just maybe take notes. So you remember what you said, but yeah, I was you're going to say that note thing. Cause you need to remember it next week. Exactly. But you're going to be improvising all the time. Like there's big improv, like what you did, but there's small improv of the last, uh, what does this person look like or what are they holding? And you got to be very careful because you might say, oh, I don't know. They're holding like uh, uh, this uh, this dagger. And they're like, oh, really? I really needed a dagger right about. You're like, uh oh, whoops. You know, and then suddenly start down this whole path of insanity that you didn't mean to. But that's just, you know, that's just that's just the breaks. That's just how it goes. I, I really think that you just need to not worry so much about the having to improv like uh, like they said, because as long as as long as you're you're having fun and you're relaxed and you don't panic, your players are never going to even know what you improved and what was meticulously planned in advance and never tell them. That's the secret. You're going to be very tempted at the end of the game saying, oh, man, I just pulled that all out of my rear end. And don't 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 do that to yourself, because then the players will think that, oh, he saw everything coming. He had all the answers. Yeah, that's right. You're like Scotty in Star Trek. And they always asked, like, oh, you know, how long will it take for you to fix the engines? And you just keep saying, oh, it's absolutely impossible. We'll never get them fixed. And then they always get fixed. And then you seem like a miracle worker. It's the same thing. You're like, oh, yeah, I had everything planned ahead of time. It all came together. And you're just making it up as you go along. So one of the things you're going to want to have when you're doing any sort of improv is a list of names. And that's kind of an old school advice piece that you're going to see everywhere. But another thing that I found super helpful to have around is a small list of physical descriptions about a character, such as they have a, a cut on their left ear or one of their eyes sags lower than the other, or just simply that they have a shock of blonde in their hair as, as opposed to everything else. Just these, these creative little details that you can just, reference in a moment scratch it off and note which character you used it on will help make the character seem so much more detailed that your players will think that you came up with them in advance and it will be less obvious that you're improving everything especially if you're not going to have to go um 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 when they ask for what they look like yeah one of my things that i like to do is i often give people names 
they're semi silly. Uh, you know, it's like if you just use odd names, they never they never forget the odd names. But if you say, you know, oh, that's like uh, Kruntuka X the fifth, you're like, what? And no one's gonna remember that. No one can spell it. It's just kind of out there. That's actually one of my pet peeves is these bizarre names that they often use, and these pre-written products are are are, are just not memorable. Like they're weird, but they're not memorable. So I try to combine that. I try to have memorable and weird names, or even memorable normal names with silly descriptors after them. So there we are. Thanks a lot, Param. Our segment, Roll to Assist. If you have any questions, feel free to ask me or Param. You can go to my Discord, RollForCombat.com, or go to the No Direction Discord and just ask us questions. Both of us are on there all the time. But let's get to the main event, why a lot of people are here. You want to know about PaizoCon. Once again, I'm going to ask a question. Take a note. Write down the answer. In several weeks when this contest officially opens, you need to know this answer. So here's the question. The question is, what did Tuttle discover when he performed the second scan on the enemy ship? That's all you need to know. Go back and listen if you don't remember. But he did a second scan and he found something very specific on the enemy ship. Keep that in mind. Remember that. Write that down. And in several weeks from now, you're going to have to enter that into the contest. So a few things about the contest. Don't forget, you must be a member of the Roll for Combat Discord in order to enter. To do that, very simple. Just go to discord.rollforcombat.com and voila, you will be a member. And a few other real quick show notes. As you all know, we have a new podcast every single Tuesday. Please subscribe to us on iTunes and Android. And we do have Jason's Talking Combat column every Thursday. Also, Paizo has asked me to remind you to do check out Starfinder Wednesday on the Paizo Twitch channel. Every single Wednesday late afternoon, Paizo talks about Starfinder on their Twitch channel. Do check out that show. As I've said about a trillion times, do check out the Discord at discord.rollforcombat.com. And if you become level 10, you get a free t-shirt. Do check out the games on our Discord. We do lots of society games. And if you start any after February 1st, you are open to all the new boons that have just been announced for only online play. Do follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. You can find all the links at rollforcombat.com at the very top. You can check out our Reddit channel. Do check out our Patreon. And then finally, if you have any questions or comments for the show, just contact me. I'm all over the place. I will be happy to answer them. But with that, I'll see and talk to you guys next week. See ya. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Starfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com or drop us a line at contact at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and other social media platforms. listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, 
always remember that you're not the first person to yell free bird at the bard.